1: actress and singer dove cameron sits to chat with bennett from most requested live
0: uh let's talk about boyfriend man i mean this song is uh is huge the the reception's been great uh we love it here at most requested live it's out in the world how does it feel
2: uh well thank you so much um it feels really wonderful it feels um i actually i haven't like been able to put it in these words before I might not be able to now because it just, the feeling is overwhelming, but I would say that it probably feels like um, I've never really felt seen before for the person that I am in the world. Uh, I think that that probably comes along with being an empath and a creative and, you know, having like a natural sort of, healthy, healthy dose of imposter syndrome. Um, and also just like finding yourself and being on TV when, when you were young, I think that this is, this is the very first time that I feel like professionally, I'm actually, um, exhibiting exactly who I am as a person. So that, that has been like a crazy, crazy experience for me and really wonderful.
0: How, how exciting, how, how refreshing, um, you know, you, you found your, your sound and and your perspective, uh, I guess just describe the process leading up to boyfriend, how this all came to be and and how you really did, um, you know, find yourself within the music.
2: Yeah. um, Well, so I, I went on this little mini tour last year and uh, it went well. And so the label kind of was like, all right, EP time, get in the studio kid. And I was like, all right, sick. And I, uh, and I, I, so we literally, we performed our last show. And then the next morning I went into the studio with um, my my first time working with who is now like my producer forever. Um, his name is Evan Blair. Uh, and we we worked on this um, track. We've been talking for months back and forth about, <laughs> it's actually crazy. I've never told this story before, but we, for months and months I was sending this man who was a stranger to me, like pictures of like s- things I found on the street and like old footage of like the villain dancing in Charlie's angels and like the Joker running down the stairs and interview moments of people and like, pictures of someone's eyeball and i was like you get it and he was like i got it like it was like that like it was truly like i for a while he was in my phone as evan translator because i was just sending him it was like i was throwing like uh brain matter into the ether yeah you described like
0: a photo dump on instagram like that's what i'm picturing just like a random yeah you know
2: Oh, yeah. And like pictures of me crying. Like it was absolutely, it was, it was just like things that you would never send somebody. And I was like, you get what I'm saying? And I, he was like, yeah, was picking it up. And I was like, all right, the stranger man. Um, And he started sending me these tracks and he sent me a bunch of things. And he was like, kind of this feeling for the production and whatever. And he sent me a track that, ended up being boyfriend and it was these it was a da 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 da, like with these loud horns because i also had been sending him songs where so i was like i love dubstep i love all this stuff and we were trying to figure out like where we creatively overlapped and he sent me this track and i was like uh okay this is gonna be the first one we we work on because it was so menacing and crazy and if you hear the song without the lyrics it's like even more like like weird goosebumpy villain feeling um and to me it sounded like descending stairs and like you you are the villain Mm. it was very empowering anyway um and then we 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 threw an experience that i that i had in in new york fashion week over the track um and we weren't planning on anyone ever hearing it which is i think why it ended up being as uh uh as as wild as as it is um so then definitely when like i randomly put it on tiktok and it took off and it took off it was like nobody we we're still not ready for that we're still we just oh so
0: that's all real away. that's that's all like just pure organic uh you yes how
2: no yeah i know i know that that's like doesn't exist these days but like i put the demo that was like on my eye like on my phone uh on TikTok randomly. And then I like went to sleep and woke up and the label was like, okay, you got to go finish that song. It wasn't it was even finished by the time I did that. That's how unprepared we were. Oh my um, God. So yeah. Yeah. I was, I was literally changing lyrics up until the day before we put it out.
0: Very Kanye of you. Just like, yeah, very last minute. And then you hit send and here we are.
2: That's right. Really. It was like that it was wild, but yeah, really it's like the, the perfect way for something like that to happen. I, I, I just didn't think it would ever happen to me.
0: That's amazing. Uh, that's that's so cool to hear. What a, what a great story. And it, like you talked about, you know, what the song means to you personally in your own, your own life and your own career. But just talk about what what it means to uh, with your fans as well. I mean, I see you retweeting on, uh, you know, on Twitter and all that, the the response, the reception, people taking ownership of the song and, and the, you know, it helping them uh, just describe what it means to you uh, just hearing it from your fans.
2: Yeah, I mean, it's um it's a literal recount of a, of a story that actually happened, but it is also a sort of a amalgamation of the feeling of growing up queer. And like, you know, I, I really know myself at this point, but like, especially when these feelings of I could be a better boyfriend than him started surfacing, it wasn't like I was like, oh, I'm in love with this girl. It was just like this feeling of like anguish that she wasn't being treated the way she should have been treated. And I was like watching all these things play out with my girlfriends where like, I knew I, you know, felt the same way about women that I felt about men, but it wasn't like culturally represented enough for me to like really be making that leap at like eight, nine, 10, 11, 12. Right. Like I was just kind of sure. like, I knew I didn't have a name for the feeling of like this kind of heartbreak watching all of these girls who definitely, you know, I think would, would still identify as straight for the most part. Um, talking about why they they were so confused as so like why these their boyfriends weren't treating them right or why they're being so hurt continually or why he did x y or z and i was like the feeling was just like why i could do this i could do this and i i would never do that to you doing like i would just never do that to you why don't they know better why why would they even you know leap to this conclusion whatever it was it was like this confusion around like really again all these men to these goddesses like it was just it was confusing to me growing up that that way um and then also, you know, it was my own story. It was like being mistreated by men. I was like, oh, why do I have to hold your hand right now? I could do this better than you. Like, come on, like, let's just come on, you know? And obviously not, not everybody in the world. Like I have so many close guy friends, but like, it's just, it's, it's too familiar a story, um, especially growing up queer, it's a very prominent emotion. Um, and it, it was a, it was a really wonderful thing to witness so many young queer women, and, Really latching onto this because it takes something that is actually quite heartbreaking, like falling in love with all of these, you know, potentially straight women or not straight women or whatever it is. Just longing, longing for it for somebody, um, and and it, it took that kind of feeling. And I think like put you in a power position in the driver's seat of that story, and you became the main character of something that I think is 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 uh, is essentially kind of like um, a wound, like a heartbreak wound of growing up queer. And I just really love that somehow a song like that has made it onto radios across the country. That's really moving to me.
0: Lots and lots of radio stations all across the world. It's, it's amazing and, and exactly right. Like you you flipped the script with this song and made it empowering and uh, down from the lyrics down to the production, as you described earlier. Uh, and it's really, really cool to see and to hear. Um, you're just insanely busy. So I'm trying to wrap my head around how you are writing music. You said you were working on your EP, is that right?
2: I'm working on what was the EP and 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 what we are going to see what it turns into. But I I also do have my next single lined up, so we're gonna reevaluate what kind of body of work I'm working on throughout the year. But yeah, this
0: is amazing. That's that's awesome. So you're balancing that and and acting, uh, you model, spokesperson, uh, zoologist. I'm sure you have like a million million careers. I'm I'm sure I'm missing a few. Um, Just how do you balance your life and how? Uh, And also, what does your day off look like? Like, your dream day off, like, if you imagine it, I'm assuming someone's so busy, it's, I would hope it's absolutely, literally nothing. You do nothing.
2: Well, well, actually, yeah, the the conversation about how do you balance it all is is one that, like, we're all kind of in right now. Like, everybody's kind of like, um, so there's one of you, and we need there to be more than that. And I'm like, me too. Like, it's like that kind of thing. (laughs) There's no real good answer. There's no real magic trick. It really you know, you're just kind of like, you're, you're working a lot, you're sleeping a little less and you're, you're, it's lots of long days, but also like, I'm a Capricorn. There's a part of me that really likes that. Uh, But, but, you know, I, I think that, I think that for me, like, especially things that like do, do help me kind of manage it all are like, um, I, I am a communicator. I definitely like write a lot. I journal a lot. I'm constantly uh, in a state of expression um, and I meditate uh, I try to find balance, but it is, it's like as busy, as busy as it sounds, it, it is that busy. Um, if not more just because there's so much that goes into making all of this happen. And I'm so grateful for that. Like what an amazing space to be inhabiting is to be so busy that you're like, this is nearly you know, impossible for one person. That's amazing. Um, in terms of my dream day off, <laughs> I think that probably it would be like, I mean, in my dream world, I have an unlimited amount of energy and I don't need to sleep. That's my real answer because I hate sleeping. It's like I didn't sign on to waste half my life. Um, (laughs) Seriously, I'm like, this is boring. What am I doing right now? Um, (laughs) But but I do think that my dream day off involves like you know lots of pastries and and probably you know a couple of my closest friends and um, sleeping and crying probably. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, no, but truly. Maybe, like, like, a fair. I love, like, a fair. I love, like, roller coasters and, like, yeah. waffle, waffle cones. Yeah, I love it. It's my favorite thing.
0: I love that. Uh, well, it's so great to talk to you and, and to catch up a little bit. And, and like you said, it, it's a blessing to be busy. And, and that you are. This new song, Boyfriend, is taking over. We love it here at Most Requested Live. So thank you for the time. And thank you for talking music a little bit. And, and all the best in 2022 and beyond.
2: Thank you. Thank you for taking this time. And I hope you have a wonderful rest of your evening.